Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. Today is part two of a series that we're doing called How to End the Year Strong. And on the last episode, Juanita, my wonderful co-host, friend of more years than we're willing to admit, uh, the book project manager and keeper of the calendar for RTI Publishing, uh, we talked about how it's easy to kind of get in that maintenance mode and to kind of slow down as you hit towards the end of, of 2020 and how that lack of momentum really is going to kill your business in 2021. And we talked a lot of things around that. And we also talked about how do you put a game plan together to make the end of 2020 strong and the beginning of 2021 even stronger. And we ended that conversation by talking about the three core competencies of becoming the authority. So that's your communication, your visibility, and your relationships. And that's broken down into six key building blocks, which is your marketing, your spoken and written, your sales, your networking, your social media, and your media. And so today we're going to go through all of those six key areas and we're going to talk about what is it that you need to do to end 2020 strong in those areas and also prepare for 2021. So just before I get into it, Juanita, my friend, any thoughts to share? Well, I just wanted to say it feels like only yesterday that we were talking about this. <laughs> yesterday, it was only a few minutes ago. <laughs> I was using the magic of uh, time travel there, Kim, <laughs> of, of uh, podcast recording time travel. Yeah, we're not doing the quantum leap thing, you know, kind of jumping in and out of time. <laughs> Though I must admit, that, that is still one of my favorite shows and I'll never forget the episode where Scott Bakula jumps into a pregnant woman. Ah uh, yes. I remember you telling me about this and it was your one of your favorite episodes. <laughs> oh boy. It's like making men pay back for all that we've gone through in childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I saw I was on Instagram and this company had a special and for the end of their year and discount code was save 2020 and i'm like man that is a cry for help time traveler save 2020 please <laughs> so when you think about your marketing you know one of the things that that we talk about is really understanding the core of your marketing is understanding not core foundation the foundation of your marketing is understanding who your target market is, 
and how best serve them. And when you have those two things in place, it allows you to build your business faster than you could ever anticipate. But what happens is as your business grows, that changes. And so, you know, when we're coming into the end of the year, one of the important things that you can do is go back and revisit who is your target market. Revisit how you're serving them because maybe that has changed over the year. And when you review those things and you really take a look at them, a lot of times it's going to change a bit. Not always going to change big, but sometimes minute little changes. There might be a category of people that you kind of worked with this year and you go, yeah, they're not really who I want to work with. You know, so this is a good time to look at those things. And then once you've looked at that, you want to look at your core messaging that you're going through that. You know, tighten that up. Look at it again. Think about it. Think about it from different points of view. Get feedback on it. You know, look at your year. Did that core messaging suit you? Did that core messaging get results? If not, this is a great time of year to be reviewing that and putting things into place for 2021. You know, kind of begin the year with something new. The thought I had about that, Kim, was how much time I can really go down rabbit holes with this. I think it's my perfectionistic tendency. I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> I think I need PA uh, for, <laughs> for the help. As you review your target market and polish your core message, I know that I'm the kind of person who would really get hung up on wanting to get my core message perfect. Are there any suggestions you have for fighting that perfectionist streak to, or to stop, to prevent yourself getting into analysis paralysis? If you take any marketing course, and I actually, I took a marketing course back, um, I was just going through some papers back in 2008. The core of marketing is testing. So instead of trying to get things perfect, your mindset should be, I'm going to change and test, change and test. And when you do, you may find out that what you originally had works better than what's new. So that's fine. You go back to the original. Or you may find the changes that you make now work better. So it's not about it being perfect. It's about what gets your results. And, and that's a mind shift. See, part of perfectionism is the emotional attachment to the affirmation you receive when something's perfect and it's good and it's great yeah. and it's wonderful, <laughs> right? Because it, it, it affirms you that you are good and amazing and all these things, right? So, you know, one of the things that you have to do, and, and this applies even to when you're book writing, and I've had to tell many clients this, you have to emotionally let go of this book. Perfect is the enemy of done. Yes. Right? That's the message there. Okay. And I, I really like the change and test, change and test, because I thought, okay, so it would be more beneficial to have more tests to gather information from and, and keep improving. I, I read an article about someone who had a professor who taught a pottery class, and half the class was told, it was more of an experiment, but half the class was told, your job is to focus on quantity, make as many pots, whatever, as you can. Other half of the class was told, okay, you can only worry about quality and you can only make one pot. At the end of the course, people who had the best looking pots were the quantity people. Each effort 
taught them something and they're like, well, I can do better than that. And the quality people, they still didn't look as good as the ones that the people who did multiples created oh. because it's practice, right? And well, like is- I say, it goes back to that, that saying, you know, how do you become a master of something? 10,000 hours of practice. Right. Right. So, you know, doing this process, you know, and I'm not talking about like changing ultra fast, like, you know, you need to test time to test things out to get results, right? Like, okay, don't get me wrong. Like if you're just testing out like a simple design or whatever, and you throw it up on social media for a few days and you do two or three and you figure out which one, and then you go with that one. And then maybe three or four months down the road, you may try another one, right? Like it's not, this is not like, you know, every day you're changing things to test. You've got to give things time to see if it really resonates with your audience, right? Like you, yeah, you've like got to pulls a seed out of the ground after like, oh, is it growing yet? No. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you know, this process is not something that's done super duper fast. Again, you know, if you're doing this process one to three times a year, that's a good pace for it because you've got to test it out over time to see what works. So let's get to spoken and written. So are you working on focusing on balancing both of those skills to present a complete package? And this is important. And let's say you're stronger in writing than you are speaking. So, you know, you connect with someone, you're messaging them, you know, you're sending them an email, they're really impressed with you, you get the phone call, and then, you know, you botch the phone call because your verbal communication skills don't work. You know, the, the reverse is true. You know, you could be having these great conversations with people, but then you've got to send them content, you've got to send them emails, you've got to send them an agreement or whatever. And, you know, if it's atrocious, so if you want to be seen as the authority, you need to focus in on both skills. And so it's important to take time and enhance those as you go along. Now, I'm not talking like tons of time, but, you know, a couple of quick things you can do is, you know, there, for your writing skills, there's Grammarly. You know, get the free version of Grammarly. It'll help your grammar. It'll point out some basic things that you're doing that, you know, you do consistently. It'll help you make sure your spelling is correct and your basic grammar. You know, if you really want to put polish, get the professional version. If you're really doing a lot of writing and you really need to have a, make a really great impression, then you hire an editor. And by the way, the lady on the screen beside me, she's my editor. <laughs> and, and she's quite proficient at pointing out the areas where I need improvement. Mind you, it's been a while since you've mentioned anything, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> You're improving. <laughs> if you want to improve your spoken skills, there's a lot of ways to do that. But one of the best ways that Juanita and I have found is Toastmasters. It's an amazing worldwide organization that it helps you to increase your communication and leadership skills in a very supportive environment. You know, I've learned so much by being in Toastmasters and the feedback I get on my speaking just takes everything to the next level. And I, you know, I think back to where I was, I was half decent when I started Toastmasters. Okay. I can't say great, yeah. but you know, I had some good basics in there. Yeah. You were very strong as a beginner having, I've been in Toastmasters for nearly 10 years now, I guess 10 years now. And yes, when I invited you to join the club, I 
had a couple of conversations with other older members and they're like, wow, you really found a ringer for us, didn't you? <laughs> well, thank you. I, I'll take compliments when I get them. But no matter what your speaking level is, you know, you could be terrified to even speak at all. Toastmasters will help you overcome that fear. They will give you the tools you need to increase your speaking ability no matter where you start. And the feedback and the positivity of the groups and the willingness for us to help each other has made it a wonderful experience. And I don't plan on leaving it anytime soon. I've also been able to test out a lot of things. You know, when I've had to do speeches and, and workshops and different things, I've taken segments and tested them out at Toastmasters, gotten feedback, and then improved it. So we've still got a few more to go here. We're running out of time, my friend. So we, but we should, I'm going to have to speak a little less. <laughs> so sales. <laughs> Helps with that too. Or else we're going to make this a three-parter. Yeah. Okay, I think, sales. I think we can do it in two. We'll, we'll just be less of storytellers today. So in sales, are you tracking your results and do you know what areas do you, you need to improve in? Again, this is important. You know, do you need to in increase your referrals? Do you need to increase your prospecting? Do you need to increase your closing rate? Uh, do you need to increase the areas where you're getting out to to generate leads, right? So there's different segments of your sales process and you need to look at those numbers and you really need to track it and put a game plan in for improvement, whether it's you take a course, whether there's a mentor you can learn from, you know, whether it's you work with an accountability partner so that you've got consistency, whatever that it is that you need to do, you need to look at it, track it, and then put in a, a game plan uh, to ensure that you are, you know, you're reaching your sales goals. Uh, networking. You should be networking right through 2020. There are online networking events every single day. Go to Eventbrite, online networking meetings. You will find so many of them. You could spend almost 24-7 sitting in online networking. So there's no reason why you can't be out there and developing new relationships now that will harvest in 2021. And, you know, when you look at your network, it's not just about your clients. You know, it's about, it's about finding mentors. It's about finding referral partners. It's about building an audience. It's, you know, your network is so many things that we don't have time to go in today. But take a look at your network. Are you building in all the areas of your networking? And are you going to do it right through to the end of you know, December 31st. Yeah, it's okay to take that Christmas break. But you know what, even over Christmas, you're going to have a couple of days in there when you aren't doing much. And there'll be a networking meeting somewhere that you can hop on to for a couple hours during your Christmas break to continue to uh, build your network. Now, social media, my friend, do you have any thoughts on that one? I love the ability to schedule posts. I know I'm like a broken record here. Social media. Personally, I've been using Facebook as just a social outlet. And I think that's something important is that you should make yourself a rule for yourself. What are your business media, social media that you're going to say, yes, this is strictly for business and which social media is strictly for entertainment purposes, because that's 
is one of those things where you can devote a lot of time under the umbrella of, oh yes, I'm on Facebook because this is part of my marketing strategy is to do this and this. But, you know, once you've found yourself answering a BuzzFeed poll and uh, reposting, you know, that funny comment with the that cat video, after you've gotten sucked into the whirlpool of entertaining things, it can really eat away at your work time. So having a, a good understanding of why you're on any particular social media platform is something to keep in the forefront of your mind. You know, it's funny you said that. I have someone who helps with the podcast, but there are times I go and I upload the videos to YouTube for the podcast. And I, I go, I log into my YouTube and then all these videos show up. And instead of just clicking the create button, I'm like, oh, oh, that's only six minutes. I can, I can catch up on the news on my latest show. And, you know, half an hour later after you've watched several videos, you're like, oh, darn. Oh, so now I, I don't even look at the screen. I just look right at the create button and I hit it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before I hit anything else, before I get sucked into the YouTube vortex of, oh, I really want to watch that. Here's a tip. Turn off autoplay because, oh my goodness. <laughs> in. Well, that was only two and a half minutes. It's like, I'm if I was later. somewhere, I would at least have a 15 minute break, right? So that's no big deal. And like you said, 38 minutes later, you're like, oh, what was I doing? I need to pee. I need <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, the, and suddenly your schedule is etch-a-sketched. Yes, exactly. So when you look at social media, you need to have a content plan in place. And again, this goes back to Winita's keeper of the calendar. And yes, I admit I, I do need to put together a social media calendar. I am working on that. But the point of social media is to have those daily actions, easy to do daily actions that gain consistency and visibility and position you as that authority. So even if you do one post a day to the social medias where your target market is sitting first and you make it engaging and you make it something really interesting, over time you'll start to see a lot of results. You'll get a lot more connections. People will like and comment on them. You'll get engagement, but it has to be consistent for that to happen. And, you know, there's a couple of really good tools out there. If you look up um, social media um, schedulers, now, yes, a lot of them cost money, but I figured something out the other day because I was really struggling with this because I've got social medias for a couple of different platforms in the RTI publishing I, I just been using free accounts, but I have two social media schedulers I use their free accounts for. And so for the one thing that we're doing, you know, like um, the inspirational books and gifts and that kind of thing, I use one social media scheduler. And then for RTA publishing and the author to authority, I use a second one. So it's not costing me anything. And it actually helps me keep organized because I have each one covers a different thing. A different area. And so that's been really beneficial for me in the, this last week or so in helping me to plan things out because I can log into one and see everything for that one and then log into the other and see everything for the other. So, you know, that's beneficial. 
Now, media. Uh, we talked about, Juanita had asked last time, what, you know, what exactly does media mean? And I, if you want to find the full big explanation, you can go back to the last episode we did on this. But it's basically, how do you get yourself out there and visible to groups of people? That's media. Are you applying for opportunities right now to get out there in 2021? You know, are you, are you checking out podcasts? Are you putting things together um, so that you could be on TV and, and radio? And, you know, are, are you checking out workshops that you can apply for as a speaker? There are so many things that you apply for now that you'll be doing late winter, early spring next year. And so, you know, when you're thinking of media, a lot of times you have to be thinking three to six months ahead sometimes even more. But if you think six months ahead, that's a good average, you know, and be, be checking out and looking for those opportunities to get yourself out there. And, you know, you think, okay, it's, it's six months away. But here's the thing. If you start doing it consistently, you will have your calendar booked each month with activities that are going to really propel your business forward. So I think, like, the two key things in all of this are for 2020 is – don't stop looking for opportunities. Right up for the end of the year, there's opportunities to build your business. There's opportunities to get clientele. There's opportunities to position yourself as an authority in your niche. You know, take advantage of all of those opportunities and keep looking for them. See, if you're not looking for them, you'll never find them. But if you look for them, you'll see them. It's kind of like when you buy a new car, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden now you see your car everywhere. Right, because you, you've opened, because that vehicle is now in your mind, you see all the other vehicles that are out there. So if you keep your mind open to the fact that there's opportunities right up to December 31st, 2020, opportunities will come to you. Any thoughts, my friend? Well, that's, uh, I think it's called the retinal activating system oh. is, is what's going on is that suddenly your brain notices it. Because exactly when I was looking for, a van for our family a few years back then it was like okay oh there's oh i don't like that one but oh yeah my uncle said that i should be looking for a grand caravan oh, okay there, there's one there's one there's one <laughs> well i was just gonna say thank you for a great year kim it's been terrific and i'm looking forward to an even better 2021 like everyone else we're looking forward to a better 2021 (laughs) but you know what that will only happen if you plan for it absolutely so this has been Juanita wooden radko and kim thompson pinder on the author to authority podcast i want to thank you so much for listening and if being on podcasts is in your game plan for 2021 then I would love to invite you to apply to be a guest on the Author to Authority podcast. Uh, In the show notes, you will see a link where you can schedule a 15-minute time slot with me, and uh, we'll talk about who you are as an entrepreneur. Here's the thing. If you want to be on the Author to Authority podcast, you need to know your target market, and you need to know your core messaging, because I will be asking you about those. So that's a hint to get on the Author to Authority podcast. I'd love to invite you to see that if you're a good fit for the show, and maybe in 2021, you will be a featured guest on the Author to Authority podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you on the very next show. Bye now. Bye-bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.